Hello, and welcome to another episode of What's the Word with Willette, where we talk everyday topics with everyday people, focusing on wellness one day at a time. We strive to keep our mission to help change lives through faith-based principles, wellness, and life coaching. I'm your host, Willette, and I'm excited for you to listen to today's episode. Today, we are talking being single and saved in 2021. You will hear a lot being black, single, and saved in today's episode, as that was the original premise of the show. However, after listening to the show, this show speaks to anyone who is single and saved and doing it God's way. Reverend Holmes and Pastor Cynthia are our guests on today's show, and they bring a wealth of knowledge and information on their experience and perspective of living a single blessed life. Please tune in to today's episode and don't forget to check out and share our past episodes on What's the Word with Willette. You can find us on your preferred media platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Alexa, and more. Get ready and sit back for today's new episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of What's the Word with Willette. We are still in season two. Took a little mini break. We are absolutely back now, and we are back stronger than ever. I am super excited about this episode as we come up on February and Valentine's Day, and what people, or Valentine rather, people are so picky. It's not Valentine's, it's Valentine's Day. (laughs) And one day. Yeah, one day. That's it. When you're supposed to show love 365, right? To each other, to yourself, right? I wanted to focus on being black, African-American, person of color, whatever you deem, you know, the best uh, fit to call yourself and being happily single, right? And saved. I want to talk about it because I, I had a few acquaintances I was talking to recently and the conversation just was very interesting to me. And I was like, you know what? I want to get some people I know are show enough saved and believe God and are happy. Um, and it's not even saying like you don't even want marriage or, you know, uh, that life partner for yourself, but just in this season where you are, you where you are. And I'm, and I'm not saying, you know, even that there are times, uh, you may feel, uh, you know, huh, what's happening? What's going on? What direction is, you know, God taking me as far as that's concerned? But that's what we're here to talk about today. So first of all, thank you so much for coming on the show. I have Reverend Eric Holmes and Pastor Cynthia Blackwell. So I just want to say, yay. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So I am going to um, have you each tell us a little bit about yourself um, and then we'll get right into it. So I'll start with you, um, Pastor Blackwell. Go ahead and tell us about yourself. My name is Cynthia Blackwell. I'm pastor of Givers of Life Ministries, which is located in Riverdale, Maryland. I've been pastoring since 2009, been ordained by Apostle Adrian Marlene Rogers. Within the ministry, I am also, I have 
have birthed another ministry within our ministry called Victorious Women Walking in Victory. And we meet the first Saturday of every other month from 10 to 12. And the purpose of that ministry is um, as I mentor different women, I'm finding out that when they stumble and fall, depending, depend, regardless of what that failure is, that they have a tendency to allow the enemy to beat them down and they don't get back up. So I want them to know you're victorious no matter what. And Amen. I always say, as long as Gabriel hasn't blown the trumpet, you're still in the race. Mm-hmm. I um, am I am 53 years old. Yes, 53 and fabulous. Yes, you are. I'm afraid you should tell my age. And I mentor a woman as I spoke. I'm a principal as well. Ooh, and right. I've never been married and I don't have any children. Okay. So I think that's enough to start this out. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Blackwell, Reverend Holmes. That's tough to follow. But it was Eric Holmes, uh, born and raised in Washington, D.C. I'm uh, the assistant at the Isle of Patmos Baptist Church, where Bishop Calvin L. Matthews is our senior pastor. Indeed. I've been there pretty much all my life, um, but I was not committed in walking with God until 1999, uh, where everything changed for me from what I knew it to be. Instead of holding and standing strong on grandmother's relationship with Christ, I finally got my own. Uh, so that's when things changed. I am currently divorced. Um, I was married for about 10 years. I had three children, two grandchildren. Uh, in addition to working in church, I'm the chairman of the Budget and Finance Committee, working in men's ministry and Sunday school, Bible study, and, and you name it as we all do, we all work in the church. Yeah. Uh, I'm also the general manager of uh, Old Town Trolley Tours in Washington, D.C., Arlington National Cemetery Tours, and the D.C. Ducks. So uh, time is of the essence. So I'm very, very busy. Um, but yeah, that, that I can go on and on and on. But I'd like Pastor said I, that probably get us started. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. And, and, and I, I am all years old. I'm years old. <laughs> I love now, I just hit 50, half a century, and, and I'm happy. I, I relish in my pop-pop status, so I'm good. I love it. I yeah. love it. I love it. And and I, I just love the the spirit already. It's just so so much joy on the line. I'm 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 very excited. So again, thank you all. You all you all can't see us, but I'm like Jesus from here. Yeah. <laughs> From ear to ear, but I'm very excited. So we're going to get right into it, though. The, the episode, again, is being Black, uh, happily single, and saved. And I want to know, what does that mean to you, Pastor C? Um, I get up every morning, and I have an affirmation, because I'm into self-care. I can't take care of nobody being a pastor and a principal if I don't take care of myself. So here's my affirmation. I'm saved. I'm single, I'm satisfied, and I'm successful. Mm. I am what God created me to be, spiritually, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And I love myself just the way I am. I start my morning out saying that every single day. I love my singleness. I do desire to be married. Let me put that in there. But I'm, I'm waiting for the one that I can't live without. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have been proposed to two times, two different men, turned them both down because in my spirit, I didn't feel they were who God called me to be with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I realized that I loved them, but was not in love with them. And I didn't let my age and how long I've been single define me or cause me to be in a haste to say I do. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of girlfriends that are married. I think I have more married friends than I have single friends. So I get to um, mix and mingle with them. I get to listen and hear stories. And plus, I counsel women, too. So I get to see both sides of the fence when you're single and married. I'm in no hurry to make a decision or choice just because of the sake of time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I am satisfied and I want who God has for me. 
Amen. 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 Um, amen. Reverend Holmes, what does that mean to you being uh, well, single, happily single, saved? Happily saved for me is, is I believe it's a gift from God. Uh, I am truly happy with who I am, with where I am, with where he's placed me, uh, with the action that I have going on in my life. I, I don't want for anything. Uh, yes, often you want that companionship. You want somebody to talk to. Uh, but I also, to be honest, I relish in my peace and quiet. <laughs> uh, and, and that's something that comes with being single. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, single does have some, I guess you would say, disadvantages. And a lot of them are, are placed by the government. You know, you got different tax situations, socioeconomic situation, health situation. You don't get the same benefits. You don't get the, the stimulus money. You don't get, you don't do all these things from being single, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm happy, I'm content, and I'm satisfied. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, I was married once before, and we'll see if God has it uh, 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 planned for me to be married again. I'm open to that, but until my season changes, I am going to be happy in the season that I'm in. Amen. Amen. I love the confidence in both of you all's voice, and you both use the word satisfied, so I need my listeners to hear that, so that is a blessing within itself. Thank you for that. So in saying that, you know, you both said, you know, you absolutely are open to it, uh, you know, desire it. What do you... Like, what does that mean to you if somebody says, hey, do you court someone or do you date someone? Like, is there a difference? Do you believe there's a difference? And and what does that look like to you? You want me to go first? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, when I think of courtship, I think it think in terms of a commitment. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of a deeper relationship where it's exclusive with you and the person and you're looking to get married. So you're totally on a different whole page. Mm-hmm. Dating to me is a social. Mm-hmm kind of event, having some company. You can date this person, this person, this person. They date as well. And you're getting to just, you're, you're just going out dating, having a good time. Okay. Uh, did I answer the question? You absolutely did. Reverend Holmes, what do you, what do you think? Uh, I think we probably think it like, because I agree. They, dating is, 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 I guess you could say it's so like a comma, uh, because there are a lot of different endings that could come with dating. Mm. You can decide that you just want to be friends mm-hmm. and work out. There's no romantic interest but when you decide that you have been dating someone and then you want to pursue them that's when it sort of turns into a courtship and now uh, as a man uh, probably as women too uh, you got to put your best foot forward you got you got to try to woo this person that you're interested in so the the focus shifts with the i guess with the plan or the idea ending in one way that that's the period mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's going to be a marriage mm-hmm. if, if you decide that you want to court someone so it's probably nice to, to spend time dating, uh, getting to know someone, learning the idiosyncrasies about the individual and the person before you want to jump into a courtship. Now, sometimes people decide after two, three dates that, you know, we need to be in a relationship. And that that's a tough task. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it takes a little bit more than, you know, we go out every weekend, then a month, then we think we're in a relationship. And that's that's not 100 percent the case. I think you need to talk about it and Mm -hmm. decide if you're going to take it to the next level where you really want to spend time and start courting that individual. So, yeah, they're they're two distinct, differently, two distinctly different situations. Do either you prefer one over the other? As for me, I'm I'm getting older now, so I'm ready to court and and get to the altar and keep it real. Mm -hmm. I believe that you do have to have an honest conversation with the other party involved and you got to have some truth Mm -hmm. and you have to have 
some values and morals of why you want to be married. Mm -hmm. I used to want to be married for all the wrong reasons. But Mm -hmm. as I grew in God and got to know who Cynthia was, I took on a different perspective. And I think my parents had a lot to do with that perspective because they were married for 53 years. I say they were because my mom passed Mm -hmm. two years ago. Mm -hmm. So my foundation concerning marriage and what I saw my upbringing had a lot to do with my choices too about marriage. Mm-hmm. I think you have to be honest with yourself and you have to hear the other person. And I agree with what the pastor said about after two, three dates that just don't cut it. You got to really get to know people, their upbringing, their past, their beliefs, mm-hmm. emotional mindset, how to handle um, disappointments, how they deal with rejection. That's a big uh, one. Relationship for me. I want to know if the man has a relationship with his mother and his sister. I want to know how he interacts with his siblings. I want to know how their upbringing. I was born and raised Church of God in Christ. I'm now in the fivefold ministry with deliverance. So I want to know their upbringing because our upbringing and our environment has a lot to do with it. So I don't want to go in blindsided. I know when you date in the beginning, everybody put in their best foot forward and that whole face, but that mask has to come off. And I want to get to know the real you. In three dates, I'm not going to see the real you so Reverend Holmes what do you think dating or court and what do you prefer I think before for me before COVID hit I I was really a dating type person just because of the time element involved and the commitment and dedication you have to give to be in and and decide you want to court someone Uh, before now I was busy I mean when I say busy between work and the church and I have baby girl I have my daughter every other week so the time that I have on focus her when you decide you want to spend time with someone or get into a courtship you have to be committed and fit that person and and make time, you know, men and women to a certain degree, you make time for what you want. And for me, I was just so busy uh, with work and taking care of other people and and fulfilling my calling that that was my preference at the time. Now, COVID has shifted that a little bit for me because it, you know, you at the house, you mm-hmm. alone, you, you and, and so you nobody to talk to. It, it, it's it's a difference. So I think over the past year of not at least nine months, my mindset has changed just a little bit. And now I'm thinking, you know, after baby girl graduates from you know high school, I'm going to want to see the world. I don't want to go to Africa. I don't go to Europe by myself. So I, I probably need to to get busy and change that philosophy a little bit <laughs> and, and, and find somebody or, or, or ask the Lord, look. Uh, uh, who who is it I'm supposed to be courting so they can get to know me and I can get to know them. They're like Pastor said also, their families, you know, any and everything about them. So uh, I, I, I'm i in a process of change right now, mm-hmm, if that makes mm-hmm, sense. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit of both with me when I got with my now husband. It'll be nine years this com- um, coming May. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it was, um, you know, I, I knew I was very clear, like we, Pastor Cynthia, kind of on the line, what you were saying, all those kind of conversations we literally had that night like in my spirit I was I I just felt like I was like oh this is different and so I started asking those digging questions because I told him I was like I don't have time to play games I was like I do want to settle down I do want to go to the next step now weaving in what Reverend Holmes said as well no you I I didn't feel like after two or three days like okay and then we're down to the altar we didn't get married till two years later but I think we both made the commitment at that time with what we had said that night because it was like a deep conversation like two hour conversation that we were wanting to move forward and be exclusive in a courtship so I felt like it was a little bit of both because I still think you need to date your wife date your husband you know even when you're married I think you need to keep those things going so I think there was there there's room for both of them it's just a matter of how you uh, I don't like to use the word manipulate but uh, use the situation uh, while you're in it 
Does that make sense? Yes. Absolutely. I, I, I totally agree. You date until you find somebody worthy of you courting them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. Do you believe the man should make the first move or do you think things have changed in such that, you know, it kind of doesn't matter who may spark the conversation or start it or get it going? What are your thoughts on that? I'm gonna start with you, Reverend Holmes. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a product of some old school, uh, men. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the child of a, a man that came from 11 siblings. Um, and, and, you know, they taught us how to be the man. So I'm, I'm old school. I think it's best for the man to actually make the first move. Now, with that being said, men have the capability and ability to pick up on hints or, you know, a, a look, a, a, a look again, a smile, a, chin, a, a brush up against the arm. And that will signal a, a man to actually say hello, to do whatever. So for me, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm old school. I think the man should probably make the first move. But again, that being said, I'm okay with a hint or two to, to let me know that there is some interest there. And then I'll take it from there. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Pastor C. I agree with him. I'm mm-hmm. stuck on, I'm on the scripture. He didn't find a wife. Find a good That's thing. it. You got to find me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't even know how to flirt. So they try to hint or say, or get somebody's attention. What? My sisters and my mom, I don't flirt. I just, I'm, I'm just so focused on what I need to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, yep. They, he has to say something to me. Otherwise, I'm, I'm I'm definitely not going to be saying nothing to him or looking. I'm just that's just I. Am. Yeah, well, I I um, and again, people have their beliefs. I like how Reverend Holmes put that. You know, he believes it should be the man. However, you know, again, he still he used the word hints. He didn't actually come out and say, you know, but I'm okay if she go ahead and hits on me too. So, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 subtle hints to allow him to say hi, how you doing? You know, spark the conversation. Absolutely. And I'm like that too. I know a lot of people are not going to agree with that. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I just feel like when you are the pursuer you're going to have to continue to do that and as a woman if you're okay with doing that I'm not here to Mm -hmm. argue with you on that I personally that's not my cup of tea that's not how my parents raised me and I'm I'm, I'm very glad they didn't you know because I just feel like there there's a worth in a woman just like there's a worth in a man but I think you know with our world and where we are today so many ginger roles are are switched now I'm like what's happening where and who's doing what but I'm okay I, I, I absolutely prefer the man to be the man even with my husband now it's so interesting he'll it'll be something <laughs> it's so silly that needs to be put together i'll do it and i'm like oh, okay you got it i'm not gonna go in there and start reading the directions now if i needed to i would let's be clear <laughs> you know i don't want people thinking like i'm helpless um i will i will do that but at the end of the day i enjoy him being the man and being the husband and taking those rightful places you know and of course it's more than just putting things together uh but if there's a lot of things where you know opening the door it, those little things i think sometimes i don't know i think that women's live it can be a little mixed just might miss it a little bit i think it's one thing to be an independent woman and then another thing to you know just really give off this spirit like i don't need nobody or anything you know i, th- I just think that can get convoluted uh in a relationship so thank you for that answer thank you thank you thank you question can i ask a question before you move yes from women because i'm learning too i'm yes. taking this into my spirit yes um have you have you women ever before you got married or even with your husband, seen a man, an individual that you thought, mm, I think he's attractive. I hope he says something to me. And then if he doesn't, do you go home, you go away like I might have missed out on something or, or you just like it wasn't meant to be? 
It wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be. You mm-hmm. just not gonna say anything. Well, I'm not I did say anything. I, I, if he's nice looking, like I think Denzel Washington is fine. I see a lot of brothers <laughs> that are fine, but here's my take on: they may be fine, but they may belong to somebody else. Mm. I'm like, if he doesn't say anything to me, then I'm just gonna miss out. Mm-hmm. And this is what I say: I doubt one eight hundred get your own man. I want my own, and I want mm-hmm. my own oh, no. to approach. Yes. Come on now, what? listen. No. Pastor, that makes sense, but see, you got to, you got desirability, but when you use Denzel, there's no availability. So you that that, that, that that's like I mean I, I can feel the same way about Halle Berry and J Lo, but there's there's you got you got to look at available right there in the in the grocery store is what I'm talking about. What are you suggesting? Like if I see him and he's fine, smile, wave. I I just can't see myself doing it. The subtle brush ups. That's what, and that's what I was gonna say. Okay, because okay. oh. I've done that. Okay, I've done that. Mm-hmm. I did that okay. with this guy. I dated. I, I didn't. I did not push up or anything like that. Um, but I, I did spark a conversation, and it really was just me being bubbly. Like, hey, how you doing? How did you find out about this track club? Boo boo boo. And from there, he did ask me out. Um, but it really started as a conversation, and we ended up um dating for two years. Um, um, but I, I will tell you, I was like, I'm never doing that again. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing. I'm laughing now. But it was just like some tumultuous things in that relationship. And I was like, bro, I am not doing that again. So and I didn't. So it was, uh, yeah, it was fine. Uh, more good than bad. But it definitely I was like, I, I really just want to be in Abba Father's will and just do it his way. Um, That's tough for some people. I, I get it. It's tough for some people. But for me and my house in that time, that's what works for me so yeah i did that thank you for that though i appreciate that i do do you have sore muscles cramps fatigue or stress pain magnesium cream is for you it has a calming effect on both the body and mind three key products in pain magnesium cream help with reduction in inflammation and are excellent for circulatory issues and assist with vascular dilation This coupled with one of our sample CBD oils works wonders. Our customers rave about the Pain Magnesium Cream, which works well as a standalone. Our products are organic, plant-based, gluten-free, no GMO, dairy-free, and animal cruelty-free. Check out these products and more on judascalling.com under Wellness Shop. With marriage in today's society, do you think it's a thing of the past? I feel like people actually had a post on Facebook. It was an interesting one because, you know, more people said absolutely not. You know, it's not a thing of the past, but there were enough people on there, you know, given so many reasons why they felt why do it? And I even had to, you know, kind of think about it myself. But again, I, I'm really going to have to take it to my upbringing of what I've seen uh, with my parents still now together, married over 40 years. You know, I that's the example I have. And I, again, I'm thankful for it. And I'm not saying, you know, anybody who doesn't have that example, like they can't desire those things. They can. I think that can get into some other things, you know, whether you have certain people in your life, mentors in your life. I don't know. But what are your thoughts on that? Well, when I think about marriage, I think about the covenant mm-hmm. that God had as established for the entities of mm-hmm. marriage. And mm-hmm. I think not just so much because I'm a pastor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but again, going back to my upbringing, looking at my grandparents and my uncles and aunts, it was embedded in us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that marriage is the way to go. If you want to be married now, now mm-hmm. I don't, not all people want to be married. Everybody don't want to be married, but if you desire to be a married, it's a good thing mm-hmm. and you got to have God at the center of it. Amen. So I'm a firm believer. It's, it's marriage is a, embedded and instituted by God because that's how he would want a couple to come together. 
and mm. procreate. Okay. Reverend Holmes, you have any thoughts on that? Um, well, I personally believe that marriage in the traditional sense is, it can't, it, it, it's a thing of the past. It, we, we live in different times, different focus. We're not as God-centric mm. as a collective people Body, yeah. uh, where we spend more time living, working. The women are now doing just as much work and even better in the workforce as men. So it's difficult for that type of thought process where, you know, think back to the 60s and the 70s, where at that time, women stayed home. The man worked, the family worked, he cooked the clean. And, you know, you had 70% of people that were married. Now it's just a difficult thing to be uh, married, take care of the kids, take a babysitter and in the daycare. And it, it's just a different time. So yeah. I think you have to look at marriage differently and kind of ascertain what that means for you as a couple and us now in 2021 and what that actually means because it's, it just doesn't function like it used to. So mm-hmm. it, the way it was is gone, but we can redirect and change and focus and make it even better. You have to figure out, you know, the, it's time, dedication, commitment, understanding, forgiveness, all those things. It can be done, but the way it was, I just don't believe it could be that way again. There's just too much going on. It, there is definitely a lot going on. And it's interesting that you should say that, especially with the wife staying home, because I'm seeing it so clear now. I just, mm, I wish I had done some things different. You know, God's allowing things to unfold how they are now. But especially with my daughter, her special needs, like legit alone, I could be on email all day setting up meetings for her, her appointments for right. her, just trying to make sure she's okay. And I still have my two sons and my husband. So it's mm-hmm. very interesting, you know, that you should say that because, you know, we're in the house we're in and I'm just kind of like if we could just kind of redo this thing you know there's you know never I don't I don't think you know God allows things to happen for a reason and you you have to go with it and you know continue to seek him his will and his way for what it is for your life your family um, and always make sure that he is first but I think that's so huge and we have really gotten away from that and I think it's because uh, I believe you were possibly speaking to this Reverend Holmes just life you know I even Mm -hmm. feel like the things that we want kind of can get in the way like of just you know for lack of better words, living just like that basic low key life, you know, really having more of your needs than your wants. Because I feel like that's where a lot of it gets caught up in. If you could pull back, you know, or, or just I'll just speak globally, people, um, depending on your situation, can pull back and be OK with certain things. You might can have that stay at home, you know, wife. But when we're wanting this and that and feel like you need this different things, that extra income is needed. So I think that's a, a interesting point. I agree with you. I do think, you know, it can happen in today's society. But I think the thinking has to be different, has to be a paradigm shift with your thinking uh, if you're going to have that type of marriage. And you and again, that I think that goes to the courtship and just ensuring you both are clear about where you stand uh, with uh, the roles and what they're going to be in the marriage. Um, So anyway, so thank you for that. Just in thinking about the Bible, you know, I I really don't see me and you might can tell me, uh, but I don't really see examples of dating or even courtship. So really a couple of arranged marriages. So, you know, we know we use the Bible as a roadmap. uh, But again, like a a notable arranged marriage was Isaac and Rebecca. Do you believe in arranged marriages? Like, I feel like I still I see it in other cultures, but I I now see people already putting their kids together. I have a young lady, um, actually, 
um at uh Alapatma. She knows who she is. <laughs> She's always like, You're my um my, my godson's gonna be your daughter's prom date, you know, and things like that and just kinda, you know, already setting it up. I mean, do you think that's a bad thing? I actually don't. I really at first I used to look at it kinda like, uh, you know, but for different reasons, I'm like, you know, depending on the situation and circumstances, not saying you're shoving this person, like you gotta do it, you know, allow them again to, you know, know each other, but at least putting them together. Um, what are your thoughts on that? So arranged, yes, but not arranged to where it's like, no, you you have to, it's mandated, you have to get married. But literally like putting two people together that you think are good people to see where it goes from there. What are your thoughts on that? No, I totally disagree with that. Ah. I think that the, the two that's coming together to be one should have a say mm-hmm. based upon personality, based mm-hmm. upon religion, based upon faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think too much emphasis in the past used to be on um, the family history, the biological, the genetical history, mm-hmm. or the economics mm-hmm. of how wealthy they were. So you go with another wealthy person. You can have all the money, but if you don't have love, mm-hmm. nothing. But then y'all can both be struggling and don't have it financially, but love each other. So does that mean y'all don't come together? So I, I disagree with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that the man and woman both should have a say in who they want to marry. And hopefully they would get the blessings of their parents mm. and of their families to come together. But I'm not for a range. Reverend Holmes. I, I totally agree with Pastor. I don't have any idea how that would work, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I understand how it worked in the Old Testament. And, and even now with us being under grace, mm-hmm. it, it, it's different. I don't know how you could identify someone for me to be with for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there has to be some initial attraction. There has to be some uh, something between two people before we can get to that point where you could even consider marriage. I don't even know how you could, okay, this is the person you're going to marry. That just, I, I, I don't, I don't, I can't, that doesn't register in mm-hmm. my brain or in mm-hmm. my mind. I guess it's because I've been married before. So I, I know what to do and what not to do and things you should look for and things you should talk about and things that have to be on the table. And if you can't do that before, you get married. I'm actually counseling a couple right now who did not go through premarital counseling and they married now mm-hmm. and they're going through some things. So believe it, I'm taking them back and we're going through some premarital counseling to see if we can keep this marriage together because they did not do the work before they got married. Mm-hmm. So you've got to put in a lot of work. You've got to you got to have an understanding. You've got to be on the same page, going in the same direction. You don't have to be the same person, but you have to be going in the same direction. Mm-hmm. There has to be a meeting. Someone has has got to be in the supporter role and you you got to have the same I don't know how that works <laughs> I just don't <laughs> So I guess it's a more um, and I, I agree. I, I agree with what you saying. I think the point I was coming from was more so just, you know, you know how I, I'm, this is very vague, but like say if you have a coworker and they're like, eh, he's a nice guy and I know a nice girl, you know, we're going to kind of like, you know, go out as a group. I, I, I'm really making this up as we go along, but kind of like, you know, oh. having two people in the same place at the same time. Mm-hmm. And if you all, you know, talk and hit it off, great. And if you don't, okay, great. No pressure. You know, so that's kind of like more what I'm talking about, not necessarily oh. trying to force that person. You're talking to... about being hooked up. Yeah, something, like hooked something, up like something like that. Something like that. Something about the hookup. So... Well, I think my same, my same. Well, it's a little leeway there, but mm-hmm. I, I, it's too often right now. And you know, Al Patmos. And when you gonna get married? And meet my this and here go this and let me introduce you here. 
here and hit. Let me, look, if God could tell me I got My a Lord. good relationship with the Lord, He will <laughs> let me know if I'm supposed to say hello to somebody. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, this getting good. This getting good, y'all. Okay, so we are going to take a break here. Um, you you guys know I like to try to keep my show to thirty minutes um as much as possible. So we are going to take a pause. Um, but we are going to be back uh, next week. We will have part two. So stay tuned, guys. hope you enjoyed today's show. We love to read your thoughts, comments, and posts. Please send them to what's the word with Willette at gmail.com. Please follow us on all our social media platforms. Our website is judascollin.com, J-U-D-A-H-S-C-A-L-L-I-N-G.com. Twitter at what's the word W-I-2. Instagram, what's the word with Willette. Facebook, what's the word with Willette. TikTok at what's the word with Willette. Our number is 540-316-0445. We will be reading your thoughts, comments, and posts on our show. So send them in. Until next time, be blessed and be safe.